Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 53, Championship Recap. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, how does it feel, man? Tell the people what just happened, man, what we experienced. Oh man, you know, I was just coming into the game down down twenty six point one four points. Got Mike Boone and Aaron Jones left, man. And the the way that game was going, it was not looking good at all. Going into the fourth quarter, Mike Boone had maybe like four points. Aaron Jones, he had a touchdown already, but it, it was looking rough. The, the the Packers were up. It was the game script wasn't favorable. And then Aaron Jones, man, comes through last play, gets that fifty six yards touchdown, and man, I'm a champion. I did it, ma. I know I tell the people out there, you know, we, we did it, man. Aaron Jones, midseason trade, trade of the year, MVP. That's why we got him, man. Let's go. Yeah, man. Uh, Aaron Jones coming through big time, man. Like you said, that's why we made that trade. That's why we had to go out and get him. Um, one of the guys I know people are regretting having put in their lineup because, you know, we, we talked about it. We joked about it. It was Boone a bust. It looked like that was a whole lot of bust, man. So, what happened? Absolutely. What happened there, Greg? Uh, yeah, the man got you know eleven carries, but uh, he only got twenty six yards with those carries. It was he was getting stuffed all night, not getting anything to gain. He's not really involved in the pass game at all. We knew that. So it was when the Packers were up, so the game script wasn't favorable for him either. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a, a rough night for those guys that relied on Boone uh, to get you at least like you know. 10, maybe 10 points. He couldn't even get that. He got uh, 4.1 points, I believe. It was, uh, yeah, the ultimate <laughs> Jack performance probably for the for the championship performance. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we always talk about, when we talk about the Jags, we say, hey, you know, you know, just a guy worse than somebody you could have got off the waiver wire. Mike Boone was somebody that was well sought after on the waiver wire. Um, you know, it's actually funny because if, you, if you're the Dalvin Cook owner and your opponent blocked you by picking up Mike Boone and then started Mike Boone, it was almost like it worked out in your favor. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Now that we, you know, this is, we're talking about the Monday night game. Um, but obviously this, if you guys listen to this now, um, you know, it's Christmas Eve or it could be later in the week, but most likely Christmas Eve is you guys are getting ready for those waivers. So I hope you have a Merry Christmas if you're celebrating. Um, but you know, make sure, those uh that ch- that championship money man um you know you gotta like I like I was like I say man if you some relationship advice here right so if you are you know maybe your spouse is a little upset with you because you've been spending all your time with like football and like fantasy football right here's what you do you set a 
budget together about like how much you'll spend on a gift and then after you win the chip you just go a little bit over and then she's like oh but babe you weren't supposed to go over and then you say yeah but you know i won you know my fantasy league this year so i was able to spend a little bit extra Mm-hmm. let them know <laughs> i don't know all also all an investment just let them know it's an investment. <laughs> all right man let's get to this let's get to this uh these top performers man these uh these uh top performers these studs of the week man uh let's start at the quarterback position man and that would be your guy danny dimes man danny dimes Yes, sir. 28 of 42, 352, five touchdowns against the Washington Redskins. Also added 12 rushing yards. Greg, what do you make of this performance in which Danny Dimes dropped 35.28 points and a half point PPR? Oh, man. I believe this is now his maybe third uh, QB1 performance where he finished the number one quarterback in fantasy. A uh, great matchup for him. This is what he does. Danny Dimes, you know, this is a great, you know, finishing the year strong so he can come into next year where this man, you know, is going to be one of those sleepy quarterbacks that I'm going to be talking about coming into next year. Uh, Danny Dimes, yeah, this is this is what he does. Two to Caden Smith, by the way, too. Let's go. Ooh, yeah, the streamer week, which obviously we're going to get to because had to put him at the top performances of the tight end position. But Danny Dimes, like you were saying, five touchdowns. Yeah, uh, you know, Danny Dimes in a good matchup, man. This is what he does, uh, like you were saying. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get the QB finishes for him right now. Um, but, like you know, like you were saying, Danny Dimes next year, he's going to be – yeah, he's, I didn't even actually really think about that. He's somebody that was flying under my radar, um, you know, right now is kind of look forward to next year. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got everything we kind of look for. He's got that, that – uh, passing upside, but he's also got the rushing upside. And to your point about Daniel Jones's finishes, Danny Dimes, week three against Tampa Bay finishes the QB two. Uh, week eight against Detroit finishes as the QB one. Week ten against the Jets finishes as the QB two, and week sixteen finishes as the the QB one against Washington. So mm. yeah, and in twenty five percent of this man's games, he was giving you a, a a top a top two QB performance. So. Uh, that's that's great. That's great consistency right there. Um, obviously, you'd like to see him, you know, uh, have a safer floor because he, he's finishing as the Q, outside the QB 15 uh, twice right. uh, or, you know, 15 and 17. But every other time outside of that, it was outside of the top 20. So, um, you know, definitely want some more consistency. But, you know, looking at this this consistency chart, um, you know, shout out to the fantasy footballers because uh, they put this together. But, uh they uh this is very similar to what Josh Allen looks like last year. <laughs> right. You know, right. Josh Allen mixes mixed in some QB1 performances, QB2 performances. But the thing is is that Daniel Jones is doing it with his with his arm. So that's the great part for me. Yeah. You, you know, and that's a little bit that's that's a that just cuz we know the rushing upside is there with him and that's always going to be there, but to have that to know that he can have a five passing touchdown game like he did this week against Washington, that's that's great. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to the next the next QB on the week, the QB two. That would be my stream of the week, Andy Dalton. <laughs> thirty three and fifty six, three hundred <laughs> absolutely crazy. Three hundred ninety six yards, four touchdowns, a fumble, but did add two two point conversions in this one. Thirty three point eight four points in FanDuel scoring. Greg, what'd you make of this performance, man? Yeah, this game was wild the entire game. Uh, Fitzpatrick as well. The, the, it ended up going to overtime. Um, both teams, the, it seemed like the Dolphins were dominating the game to start. But then Andy Dawn seems to be some like third, fourth quarter player, and he just brings them back. 
Uh, and then, yeah, and able to make it a, a nice little shootout going to overtime. So, uh, pretty good performance for those people that streamed him. Yeah, he, he, Andy Dalton got you the dub. Yeah, man. Who, who would have thought Andy Dalton Championship Week would get you the dub? Um, you know, I was kind of joking with you because we had the OJ Howard Rojo bet, and we obviously know how that one worked out. Um, but then we had the Andy Dalton versus Ryan Fitzpatrick bet, which was much closer than the OJ Howard Ronald Jones bet. Um, but it did not start out that way. Like you were saying, the Dolphins dominated for most of this game. And I was texting you like, oh, man, way to crush me on both bets this week. And, uh, yeah, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, coming through. Uh, Crazy. At the end of the game, <laughs> it was great. Um, you know, I had a little parlay on the Bengals, too. So that was it was nice to see them come back, even though they ultimately didn't cover. Um, but, you know, just watching that was awesome for me from for more ways than one. But... Uh, yeah, Andy Dalton, the weak side stream him. He's he's totally fine. I don't know what's wrong with you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's man. Cool. Stream- I, I got I got Fitzy. Yeah, yeah, word. Yeah, your streamer of the week that would be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, comes in as the QB three in the same game, thirty one of fifty two, four hundred nineteen yards, four touchdowns, nine rushing yards. Also adds the interception, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick thirty two point six six. In championship week, Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Yeah, Fitzy, man, this whole playoffs, man, he's he's been one of the fantasy MVP candidates uh, for the playoffs. Uh, him and Devontae Parker have been absolutely money. Uh, yeah, it's good to see this performance from him. Andy Dawn and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who would have thought that they'd be the top two, three uh, for the championship weekend when you need it the most. The guys that you always <laughs> that carried you through are not in there. So that's how <laughs> fantasy works. Oh, yeah, man, especially championship week, but... Um. Yeah, I mean, let's let's run through these top ten real quick. But you know, the QB four that would be Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes coming in on that. You know, given that ROI on that second or third round pick that was spent on him coming as the QB five in Championship Week, Ryan Tannehill continuing to get it mm-hmm. done. Man, twenty three point six eight and a half point PPR FanDuel scoring coming in as the QB six. Uh, Drew Brees QB seven, Derek Carr the QB eight, Jared Goff the QB nine, and then Josh Allen man coming in as the QB ten. Would you man, look at that? Is so consistent, so consistent man. It d- does it against the Patriots. I thought that was that was uh, in Foxborough too man. Yeah, in Foxborough. Crazy. Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, he did have some throws where it's just like, oh my god, Josh Allen. But then he had some throws where it's like. Oh my God, Josh Allen! <laughs> like yeah. you know, so yep. <laughs> um, you know, perfect way to describe Josh Allen. But then somebody who just I was tilting over him real hard uh, was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh yeah, the way that start happened, that was another start where you're like, oh, this is the week, the one week Lamar <laughs> the one starts week to mess where you up. Need him the most. <laughs> yep, he just fumbles the ball and everything. The Browns already beat him, so it's already looking like the Browns are gonna have his number again. But then Lamar turns up in the quarter. That's all he needs. Yeah, man, he's got that that I guess that Patrick Mahomes in him, that that little Jordan in him, where he just he's able to turn it on. Uh, that touchdown at the end of the the end of the half, where Tony Romo is literally like, "If you're a quarterback at home, just never do this. <laughs> never do what Lamar just did." <laughs> but he um. You know, he it was at the end of the half. There was like nine seconds left in the game. The, the Baltimore Ravens don't have a timeout. He instead of uh, as the defenders coming unblocked, instead of throwing the ball away, not taking the sack and risking uh, the, the clock running out and, and and getting you know not being able to get the the points before the half, if even a field goal, Lamar Jackson 
jukes the dude in the pocket, steps up, and makes an incredible throw to uh, to Mark Andrews in the back of the end zone. And it was just funny, Romo's reaction. You have to see it if you haven't, but it was hilarious. He's just like, never do this. It's true that some of the things that he's doing is, is not supposed to be made for humans, so it's crazy. Did you see the one where he was he was just toying with the dudes and he was pump faking the ball like, "Hey, come, come get me, come get me." <laughs> he's like, "I'm like gonna the throw." Fisherman it. from the Gago commercial, probably. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> he's he's great, man. Um, but Pat Mahomes, man, that's your guy, Patty. Uh, your your yes, sir. Uh, your third round pick coming through, man, as a QB five on the week, man. So what do we, we you know, I, not saying what do we say. It's just you know, it's nice to see it happen when. You know, when fantasy owners probably needed it the most. Oh yeah, man, Patty, Patty, probably top of the league for uh, fantasy points per game. Uh, you know, he he definitely did a, a good job in this matchup, doing his uh his number ten little uh cocky Patty Mahomes <laughs> this week. I, you know, I never seen that out of him before. I was shocked. You know, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely had a, a little edge to him, but you know, I think that's part of what makes Patrick Mahomes so great. You know, so. Uh, gotta love that. He's always flexing every time he throws a touchdown or something. So to see him do that after a, a play, I was uh, I, I was taken aback, but I wasn't surprised if if that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's let's. I guess let's jump to the running backs, man. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, man. So if you spent that number one pick on him, you were frustrated extremely frustrated but if you made it to this point this man was able to take you to a chip man and that was saquon barkley man the qb1 and and the rb1 on the week from the new york giants but saquon coming in 189 rushing yards on 22 carries and a touchdown also added 90 yards receiving um and a receiving touchdown as well that was a career high in rushing yards for Mr. Saquon Barkley here. 41.9 points and a half point PPR, Greg. What do we make of this? Yeah, man, this is this is absolutely insane. This is the reason why he was the number one pick, uh perennial number one you like pick uh throughout drafts. Um it's it's crazy. Um probably, you know, he was probably a traded guy. I know the in our league, uh, John Frenna, you know, he got that dub, got the chip with Saquon on his roster. So that was big for him. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm happy to see this. Hopefully he can stay healthy next year and uh, be right back on the top of uh, the draft boards. Yeah, man, he's definitely going to be uh, much higher, or not much higher on the draft boards. Definitely still be at the top of the draft boards next year. Um, probably still going to take my guy CMC, though. Um, but Saquon, definitely be at the top of draft boards for some other people. Uh, definitely coming through, coming like it looks seemed like he tried to score as much uh, points, like try to make up for all the the points that he didn't score. You know those single digit outings that he had. I think he was trying to make up for those bad games in this mm-hmm. one game right here. Um, so definitely great to have that performance come through for you right here, right now. Somebody who's definitely shooting up draft boards right now. I'm hearing second round ADP talk right now in 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 December for Mr. Kenyon Drake, but. 24 carries, 166 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 18 yards, 31.9 and a half point PPR. Greg, how did we survive the drink? Ah, uh, man, because Aaron Jones, another probably one who's going to be in the first rounds for next year. Because, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake, probably the finals, I mean, you know, fantasy playoffs, MVP 
this man, you know, carried teams, uh, got them, you know, the uh, into the semifinals, into finals last week. Lamont's performance, another Lamont's performance this week. Uh, he's probably yeah, he's gonna be the guy next week, next year for the Cardinals. I uh, can't see you know this changing. Um, David Johnson, don't even you know, don't even know who that is at this point. So yeah, Kenyon Drake all the way. Yeah, Mr. Kenyon Drake over the last three weeks is the RB1 in fantasy football and fantasy points per game. Finishes the RB2 this week, the RB1 last week. Finishes the RB31 the week before against Pittsburgh. So not a terrible outing. Um, but, you know, Kenyon Drake, for what he was, for what he was, you know, he went from disappointed draft pick to probably, uh, a, you know, something you picked up off free agency, not even off waivers. When he when he ended up in Arizona, uh, and for him to to be able to you know consistently come in here with these performances like he has been in Arizona, I think David Johnson uh, he's he's no longer there uh, for the for the future. So this uh, seems like the Kenny and Drake show going forward. Uh, yeah, definitely. My running back start of the week, though, come Devontae Freeman coming in as the RB3 uh-huh. on the week, man. 13 carries, 53 yards, a touchdown. Also added nine receptions for 74 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. That was good for 29.2 points and a half-point PPR. Greg, what are we making this performance, man? Yeah, Devontae Freeman played really well in a, in a great matchup. Good spot here. Um, you know, if you know Devontae Freeman, if he, you know, you know he, if he stays healthy, he can be a strong RB2 with some RB1 upside every week. Um, I, you know, got to expect that maybe going forward for next year. Uh, that this just always comes down to his health. Uh, but if he's on the field, this is a, a, a potent offense that can uh, sustain with a, a RB1 in fantasy. Yeah, man. Devontae Freeman, we, I mean, we were saying it the other day. Um, he's in a good matchup. He's He's got, if he gets, if he's going to get enough volume to be useful where he might even get you, um, where he might even get you into the art, a top 12 running back performance like we saw here when he comes up with the top three performance or like we saw two weeks ago when he got Carolina. Um, so in good matchups, he's going to perform well. In the bad matchups like last week where he got to play San Francisco, we didn't want to play him. Um, and then in the half-decent matchups, he's always going to get enough volume where he's worth the play. But like you were saying, he's got to stay healthy. We know he's a little bit older, but you know, finishes the RB20 on the year. Uh, right now through 16 weeks so that's not that's not bad man it's that's um you know decent from considering where he was you know where he was drafted because he was you know third or fourth round pick and they get that at rb20 i think you'll take that uh as a usable flex piece right yeah definitely um rb20 on the year um i would you know expect him to be one of those guys that you know mid-round level guy uh but could sneak up in a lot of people's drafts next year yeah, I mean, the thing is on Devontae Freeman is he's the kind of player that his draft stock is going to fall because just because he's going to, like, have another birthday. <laughs> you know, like, he's 27 right now. He'll be 28. Yeah. And so people are going to be like, well, I don't know. Quadriolison is still there. And Edo Smith is getting healthy. It's going to be the same conversation that we had about Devontae Freeman this year. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but there was that stretch of time where he was hurt. Because um, people aren't going to remember what he did necessarily. At least, at least this is just my, you know, this is just like my opinion because this is what I feel like happens a lot of times with, you know, older players. Uh, it's happened with Marshawn Lynch all the time, right? Marshawn Lynch would run for a thousand yards. And you'd be like, oh, Marshawn Lynch is going to be a second round pick. 
But then it's like, oh, but Marshawn Lynch is 28. He had 400 carries last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, so just something to keep an eye. Like maybe it's a maybe it's just some value, but obviously understanding the risk that are associated with that. But all right, moving forward, the guy that saved our fantasy behinds and got us a chip that would be Aaron Jones coming as the RB four. You know, if you if you spent uh, high draft capital on Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, or Christian McCaffrey, this was a good week for that draft capital to come through because Alvin Kamara. Coming in as the RB5, had a monster day. Christian McCaffrey, the RB6. Miles Sanders, the RB7. Melvin Gordon, the RB8. Philip Lindsay, the RB9. And I just lost the RB10 because my computer changed. <laughs> RB10? Oh, it was Ronald Jones <laughs> coming in as the there RB10. Uh, so, Greg, what performances other than Ronald Jones? I'm kidding. What performances stuck out to you this week? Oh, it's got to be Aaron Jones. It's the only running back I, you know, he he's earned all my trust, recency bias or whatever. I'm drafting him next year. Your Aaron Jones did it, man. A career high number, 154 yards. He did it for the chip. He knew he had to get a career high number. He's never run for that many yards before. He uh, it was it was a great performance by him. Uh, and Kamara, that was good for him coming through. Uh, finally getting in the end zone, got two touchdowns. Um, you know, he, he hasn't gotten a touchdown since like early in the year. Um, so that was good by him. Uh, DeAndre Washington too, probably gonna be you know top way wide. Oh, he was a RB eleven on the week. Oh yeah, oh word. Oh, so he he. I just had to mention him. He did uh, he did a good job too. <laughs> Yo, but shout out to Christian McCaffrey, man, broke another record, most receptions by a running back previously held by Christian by McCaffrey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, he had one hundred and seven last year. He has one hundred and eight this year. Um, and this one actually, this one I heard compliments of Teddy. Uh, apparently, CMC is sixty yards away from a thousand and a thousand. Thousand, thousand, man, that's crazy, yo. Sometimes you have the bads like Jameis, thirty for thirty, but a thousand and thousand. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Lamar Jackson, that's just, that's dope. Yeah, man. So uh, you know, a thousand receiving yards, a thousand rushing yards. Um, Christian McCaffrey's on the, you know, the verge of doing that here. Something that. I know a certain player out in Arizona used to want to do a lot, or used to want to do every year, right, right, Greg? What was that? Uh, uh, David Johnson, a thousand and a thousand. <laughs> oh man, yeah, man, he had potential to do it, man. You know, he's he's still super young, yo. He was gonna be like a Derrick Rose story. Watch. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I just looked at like Christian McCaffrey's, um, Christian McCaffrey's consistency chart. <laughs> And he's finished as he's only finished outside the RB like the top five. ten twice. My right, word, that makes sense. Yep. He's only been outside the top ten twice. He's only been outside the top five four times. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, only been outside and... the top twenty once. Yeah, him and Michael Thomas are for fantasy MVP. It's got to be between those well, two. Well, Dalvin That's Cook something. as well, though, because Dalvin Cook all year had only had. I mean, he his, he he's not as he wasn't as as uh, he didn't have the same ceiling match with consistency that Christian McCaffrey had. But uh, Dalvin Cook uh, never he never he only finished outside the top twenty in Week Fifteen when he got hurt. 
other than that, like he'd never hurt you. I mean, Christian McCaffrey never really hurt you either, but uh, and Christian McCaffrey outscores Dalvin Cook by like 130 points on the season. So, also, Christian McCaffrey played in Week 16, man. That's all that matters, you know. He that here. is a <laughs> fact, and it didn't lead you to play Mike Boone. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, Miles Sanders is somebody that. Like he's a name that I'm gonna be all over next year. I was all over him this year, um, but the last few weeks has given me a re- has given me you know it's kind of it's really confirmed what like I saw in the preseason and pre-draft with this guy. Uh, if you look at the last since week twelve, uh, RB nineteen, RB six, RB twenty nine, the RB three, and the RB six. Like that's that 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 won some people some leagues. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was the stash that you wanted. Um, Hopefully, you know, the Eagles don't draft two more running backs so that it's not really cloudy next year. Yeah, I mean, this is is actually pretty wild. Um, Miles Sanders finishes as the... Miles Sanders finishes as the RB14. Nice. Yeah, some really big weeks with the yeah. low carries. Yeah. I mean, obviously there were the weeks even when he was a backup to Jordan Howard that he wasn't being used, but he was still, like, producing, and you could, like, kind of flex him, but you weren't sure. Um, mm-hmm. So that was there were those weeks there. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers, man. Let's get to these, these studs at the wide receiver position, so... The number one wide receiver on the week, Andy Dalton had to have somebody to throw it to, right? So Tyler Boyd, man, we talked about him on the show. Nine, nine for one twenty-eight, two TDs in this one, twenty-nine point three points. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Uh yeah, Tyler Boyd, great performance by him. Uh yeah, no, this is a good money performance. He's you know number one target on this team, so he's gonna get a lot of touches. Hopefully, you know, next year he can you know step up. Uh, I don't know what they, how AJ Green situation is gonna be. But uh, if he's not on the team, Tyler Boy will, will step up and hopefully taking passes from Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh man, passes from Joe Burrow would be real nice. Um, but yeah, Tyler Boyd, man, definitely coming through. Uh, the you know he 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 last year, you know had some trepidation about him coming into this year because I was unsure if he could really handle that number one receiver role. Uh, I think that uh, Zach Taylor was able to show that he's able to. Um, put an offense in place to make Tyler Boyd a useful uh, receiver, regardless of you know what the coverage and and how they're trying to, to cover him and take him away. So I really like that. John Ross is somebody, man, that you know he had another big day too. So you know, obviously, um, we're not talking about him now, but he's somebody to keep an eye on going forward because you know Zach Taylor, man, it just seems like you know it's either the Bengals are really good at. Uh, getting receivers all of a sudden or all the receivers all really got good or this offense is really, really good at, at generating receiver production because Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, like it doesn't matter who it is, it seems like. All these guys perform. Yeah, they, they do for sure. All right, man, the 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 wide receiver two on the week and the now sole possessor, possession, in sole possession of the NFL record for most catches in the season, 145. That goes to Michael Thomas, man. 12 catches, 136 yards, one touchdown, 25.6 points and a half point PPR. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Michael Thomas, we also had to survive in our 
our our road to a fantasy championship. Yeah, man, it's Kent Guard Mike, um, and this is you know one of the greatest uh, seasons you'll ever see in football history as far as a receiver and just in general. Uh, this man has been absolutely insane with the catch rate still uh, that he had from last year. It's it's absolutely insane. Uh, the amount is he's literally a bucket. I want to say in basketball, but he's literally a first down. He led the league in that as well. Um, if you need a play, get it to him, man. It's, I'm surprised they don't go to him even more. He should be getting 20 receptions a game. I obviously if it was me. Yeah, man. Michael Thomas finishing as the wide receiver one on the year. Uh, like you were saying, only finish outside. Uh, well, he's only finished outside the top 24 one time, and that was week 13 against Atlanta. Other than that, you were getting a, uh, you know, if you don't include, you know, that, you were getting one. Nine times he finished inside the top the top eight at the receiver position. So Ridiculous. Yeah, you were getting consistent production. I, yeah, there was a there was a stretch of time where it's like, you know, I think it's it's pro, it's been these last, um, you know, since probably since week week four really, where it was just like in DFS you just play Michael Thomas every week, um, because it was like and it's because the price kept getting high and it was like oh but I could play all these other receivers and it's like no Michael Thomas is going to be a top five receiver every week or top seven yep. receiver every week so just play him, so. Um, one thing to note there, but the wide receiver three on the week, man, somebody, nobody really saw coming. I think we kind of, we, we kind of caught on to this as we were trying to make some last minute start sit decisions with, with scary Terry, but Steven Sims, man, coming in as a wide receiver three on the week, six catches, 64 yards, two touchdowns in this one also added nine rushing yards, 22.3 and a half point PPR. Uh, the things that we were talking about with, in regards to him and, uh, what what we saw was that his target share was up near 28% the last few weeks. Uh, so, Greg, what do we make of this performance here by Steven Sims Jr.? Yeah, and an excellent matchup. You know, this giant secondary, you know, getting torched all year. So, man, had needed someone to step up. Uh, we knew, you know, Scary Terry, someone, a receiver was going to get uh, do well. But he Steven Sims got the touchdowns in this, so he got him the, the huge boom. Um, so, yeah, this is a good performance by him. Uh, Dwayne Haskins had his best game. Um It'd be Case Keenum now for the the finals. He could be maybe someone you could look to as well. Yeah, maybe with all these um, potential quarterbacks sitting out and whatnot with with having clinched playoff bursts, uh, something we'll have to definitely take a look at. Um, Rounding out the top 10 on the week, and I just lost the wide receivers. Rounding out the top 10 on the week, we got Julio Jones, my wide receiver start of the week. Coming in at four, Tajay Sharp coming in at five, Hunter Renfro at six, Devontae Parker seven, Deontay Johnson eight, Sterling Shepard nine, and Robert Woods coming in at ten. Greg, what do we make of these performances, man? Or any other any other positive performances stick out to you? Uh definitely and Devontae Parker is just um, you know, just so consistent. He's one of those guys that I think's been pretty consistent throughout the year. Uh, so I was it was it was good by him to finish strong with uh, Fitzpatrick for the championship. Let them win you a chip, man. Not to get cute. Yes, sir. Devontae Parker definitely. Um, Robert Woods sticks out to me as well. Uh, he's somebody that fantasy owners were fed up with, didn't know what to do. But the last month or so, he's just been he's just been money, uh, and he's been delivering. So gotta yeah, love that. Yeah, especially without touchdowns too. Yeah, especially without the touchdowns. Um, then 
you know, the the one, there's two that stick out to me here in terms of guys that perform this week. Um, guys to look, guys to look forward to in the future. Um, that would be Hunter Renfro and Deontay Johnson, man. These these two mm-hmm. guys, rookie wide receivers, they were performing in spots all year. Um, you know, they do it a little bit differently. Hunter Renfro being, you know, the PPR guy, uh, the the you know, uh, the kind of the safe floor discord touchdown this week, and then Deontay Johnson, you know, kind of doing it over the top and also in the return game as well. So these guys that you might look to in the later rounds next year, Greg. Uh, definitely Hunter Renfro. Um, he's definitely gonna be a sleeper. I'm having my radar. Um, just because you know he he doesn't really need a he's not dependent. I don't think on any quarterback or any situation. Um, he's just a good player. Uh, DeAndre Johnson. Yeah. Um, depending on how that quarterback situation goes, I'm expecting Ben to be back hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, it would probably be you know more of the Juju show or whoever the Steelers draft as a wide receiver. Yeah. Right. Whoever they draft. <laughs> um. I do think Deontay Johnson will have a role, but you're right with the quarterbacks. I think the quarterback will make a difference more for Deontay Johnson than Hunter Renfro, just be, just based on the roles and the style of routes that they run, or you know the type of routes that they run. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Deontay Johnson being that downfield presence, he's definitely going to need a quarterback to uh, to be able to deliver him the ball consistently down the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then other receivers that stuck out to me just positively. I mean, Devontae Adams continuing to get it done as as uh, Aaron Rodgers' number one guy. Uh, Kenny Galladay continuing to get it done despite the the quarterback situation there. And then A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, man, two other young guys that came through in championship week. Uh, anything on those guys, Greg? Yeah, those guys both um, next year should be, you know, high, you know, stock, rising their stock. Um, definitely. Um, I like the yeah, AJ Brown on the way he's used to, you know, he's on the end around uh, to get into the end zone as well. So he, both of those guys can be used both in the backfield and as a receiver. Yeah, both these guys scored rushing touchdowns this week. Um, both the, both their touchdowns came via the via the run with uh, AJ Brown. Um, you know, like you said, doing it on the end around and Debo Samuel taking it directly from the backfield. So um, this was, you know, it just shows their versatility and. Like I've been saying, similar to, well, obviously these guys and similar to a Curtis Samuel, the more versatile these guys are, the this kind of safer it makes their their floors. You know, A.J. Brown finishes, you know, within the top 15 of wide receivers, you know, 14.8 points and a half point PPR, and he had one catch for 34 yards. <laughs> you know, That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, so that that's great. Um, and, you know, Debo Samuel – you know, very similar output, and he had only four catches for 31 yards. But these guys got involved in the run game, so that's great, man. So let's jump. Let's move to these tight ends, man, because um, probably not going to be a whole lot to spend there. You know, tight ends went off this week. All right, uh, the tight end one on the week, man. That would be Mark Andrews, man, coming through six catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns, 24.3 and a half point PPR. What do we got there, Greg? Oh man, yeah, this is uh probably one of the sleepers of the year, I would say for sure. Mark Andrews has been money, you know, for at the tight end position. Um, yeah, getting into the end zone, being uh coming in clutch the final week. Um, this has been like the one pass catcher Lamar's, you know, trusted all year, so it's good to see him finish. Yeah, man, sleeper of the year, like you said, if only there was a podcast that would have told you about him before the season started. Crazy. 
crazy. <laughs> I need to listen to that one every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We told you that because um, Mark Andrews, we could see what he was doing last year. We talk about the second year breakout tight ends, uh, you know, with Noah Fant and, and some other guys that are going to be uh, in this spot next year. But, uh, you know, that's that's something that we definitely expected, uh, something that we definitely um, are are privy to with the when it comes to these tight end breakouts. But, you know, Mark Andrews coming through in the clutch for the fantasy owners. I was nervous, bro. I was like, Mark Andrews had not done anything for a half and then he scored almost two identical touchdowns, and I thought they were the same touchdown. And I was like, oh, no, they're different touchdowns. And then I was happy because I realized I was getting twice as many fantasy points. So it was great. Um, the tight end, two on the week. That is going to be Mike Gusecki, man. The second year, another second year tight end, man. Six for 82, two touchdowns here for Mr. Mike Gusecki. 23.2 and a half point PPR. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Yeah, Fitzy was finding everyone, got his targets involved. Mike Gusecki, you know, we expected this when Parker got hurt the previous game but didn't come through. But, yeah, now nah, he's he's back. Uh, seems like, you know, he's he thrives in the middle of the field and when he doesn't have as much attention. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be another guy next year in drafts, uh, a good tight end to maybe grab and um, hold you down for the season. Yeah, man, definitely. Um like we talk about with him, again, athletic profile. It's always been the case with Mike Kosecki. Now it's just about having a quarterback that trusts in him. And Ryan Fitzpatrick trusts him, man. Um, and so so that's that's what we got. And so hopefully that, that relationship continues regardless of who's playing uh, quarterback. Uh, the tight end three on the week, that would be Jared Cook, man. Three for 84, two touchdowns. That would be good for 21.9 points. Uh, and a half point PPR. Jared Cook playing the Titans, man. And what we forgot to mention was a revenge game. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Uh, Jared Cook has been also money down the stretch, getting to the end zone a lot. Uh, still, you know, getting over his concussion that he received and, um, you know, doing what he has to do uh, back in this game. Uh, yeah, it, you know, the touchdown upside has been there. You, you knew we could, the the outlooks in, in this type of offense with Drew Brees, uh, completion monster. So, yeah, he as long as you know he's with the Saints, he's gonna have a role and as a tight end that has touchdown upside. Yeah, that's that's legitimate right there. Uh, as long as he's in this offense with Drew Brees, um, you know with Sean Payton, you think he's gonna continue to be used? Uh, I think one of the things that they were talking about on the broadcast, as I caught this game on Red Zone, was that, uh, you know, Sean Payton was was as the season was going on, was more and more getting used to this guy and understanding like, oh, this is a really big guy that can run really fast. And like, I didn't understand how fast he was or the kinds of things that he was capable of. And so when those kinds of conversations happen, those are the kinds of things that we have to remember happen during the course of a football season. Because, you know, we, we take it for granted a lot, but it's a 16-game season. It feels like it's long, but it's really short um, compared to, you know, basketball, which is, 80, 82 games or uh, ba- baseball, which is over 180 games or whatever, right? So uh, we, you know, we we can't we judge everything off of one week and we have to react on it. But a lot of these things, these guys behind the scenes, they're putting in work and, and you know, coaches are making adjustments that we don't even know about. So uh, just a thought there to be patient. I guess that's more for myself because I was the one that gave up on Jared Cook. So mm-hmm. actually, I never believed in Jared Cook, so I can't really say I gave up on him. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, man. So the tight end four in a week, Dallas Goddard. 
your tight end stream of the week coming in as the tight end five. That is more than stream worthy. That's like tight end superstar worthy. Uh, Travis <laughs> Kelsey coming in as the tight end seven. George Kittle, the tight end eight. Tyler Eifert, nobody started the tight end nine. Tyler Higby, everybody started the tight end ten. Greg, what do we make of these tight end performances, Mr. Tight End Expert? By the way, can I just say that this position had not 10, not 11, not 12, but 13 players finish in the double digits? Crazy. That was a, one, a pretty good week for the tight ends, man. You know, we thought they were going to make a comeback. They finished strong. Uh, it's good to see. You know, uh, Tyler Higby has been pretty money. That was good to see him kind of take over that tight end role uh, for the Rams that Last year didn't really use their tight end at all, so it's good to see. Um, may, maybe this is something new for this Rams offense. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, so maybe they might stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what this offense is going forward. But, yeah, I mean, Tyler Higby being able to be that underneath target, uh, like you were saying, to be able to take that take the, 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 the lion's share of the workload from uh, Gerald Everett, even though he was healthy, that was good. Um, you know, I think, yeah, a lot of guys came through this week, the, especially the big guys, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, they came through this week. Uh, O.J. Howard, my tight end, stream of the week, didn't, or start of the week, did not come through. Uh, Jacob Hollister also uh, was kind right. of a, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, definitely didn't lose you the week, but definitely not the performance you were hoping to get when, uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks are down double digits against the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So um, now that we're on the topic, you know we don't really like to call tight ends Jags because you know sometimes they they just can't help it. But uh, what Jag performances, just as a whole, stuck out to you? Obviously, Mike Boone he busted. Oh man, Mike 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 Boone is really you know I, this is the guy I'm, I'm looking at. Uh... Other than that, you know, um, there were some quarterbacks selling people down, man, this week. We just talk about that big time. Deshaun yeah. Watson, 10 points. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson didn't even hit 11. Uh, Dak Prescott, I don't know if anybody started Dak Prescott. There's no way I could have started Dak Prescott with that shoulder injury. Nah, yeah, um, people had to go away from that. But just in general, that game was so low scoring. Um, it was uh, tough to. Get a lot of production out of that one. Except Miles Sanders, who did well. Yeah, I mean, so, the quarterback position was kind of... It was a weird week at the quarterback position when you really consider it. Like, Case Keenum didn't even play a full game, and he finishes in the top 15 of quarterbacks. <laughs> that game was so much <laughs> a shootout. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, guys that you might have thought... Like, Jameis Win- oh, James Winston. Oh, man. Oh, can we, that, oh man, that one that one hurt, especially because it was on Saturday. So I had to just yeah, sit there and that he, watch he that. He missed in my two lineup. touchdowns too. Yeah, he missed two touchdowns. Like missed two to Perriman, uh, missed maybe one one to another person. Uh, just deep balls that he usually hits for receivers. Um, and he, he said it, man. He said, you know, his goal is to come into the game without an interception, and uh, then he could be a, a great quarterback. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> yeah, he said uh, that's the difference between me. Yeah, I, have to, I come into the game preparing to not turn the ball over. Uh, and that's what's going to make me a good quarterback. I mean, a great one. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. 
Oh man, all right, Jameis. At least he's aware of the problem. <laughs> oh yeah, he always was aware of it. He, every week he says it. He still does it though. <laughs> it just looks like the exact opposite of that. Um, you know, the running back position talked about Mike Boone. Uh, yeah, Mike Boone, uh, Kareem Hunt, James White, uh, James Connor. Yeah, well, well he got Conner, he got hurt. You know, he he got is always hurt. gonna hurt. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's also not a surprise either. So that no, man is just, not a surprise. just a person that's gonna get hurt. Like you, yeah. you gotta expect him and Matt Breida to always leave the game. Yep, um, Nick Chubb. Oh man, definitely let people down. Fifteen and forty-five, right there. That's not good. Devin Singletary, fifteen and forty-six. That's not great. Um, David Montgomery, thirteen and fifty-seven. Also not great. And then, oh yeah, Joe Mixon, twenty-one to fifty. Um, he was fighting a stomach bug apparently in this one. Uh, you know, had a great matchup against Miami. Uh, you know, mainly why you made him your start of the week there. But uh, you know, I, I got I got alerts of the stomach bug, and I got kind of concerned. But um, hopefully, you maybe you pivoted off of Joe Mixon. Uh, I mean, he still got 21 carries. Is, uh, no, the 21 carries is great. It's crazy. The 8.3 the 8. points, uh, yeah. yeah, not what yeah. you wanted. They knew they had a stomach bug. Why are they giving 21 carries, man? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really it at the running back position. Uh, Zeke Elliott, I think, didn't come through the way fantasy owners probably would have wanted him to. Yeah, that's um, kind of all year for Zeke. He was just eh, all year. Yeah. Um, and then at the wide receiver position, uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper. You know, for the final for the, the playoffs, he just basically didn't get you to win two horrible weeks uh, for the semis and the finals. Uh, and yeah, that that the the Dallas you know team just didn't come through in general. Hey, but at least he finishes as the wide receiver nine on the year. So we're That's still drafting. You know? That's a fact, you know. But he yeah, finished yeah, yeah. Uh, nine times inside the top 30. And every other time after that, he was, with the exception of one time, he was outside the top 50. Yeah, the the, the final two weeks were, were tough. Oh, it, it wasn't just two weeks. It was... They don't look how you finished, though. Week four, week six, week 11, week 12, week 15, week 16. Like, that's like getting you... That's like in the middle of the season. It's just like around getting you a playoff spot. And that's getting you... That's like right when you're in the playoffs, when you need him the most. So he got you like every time. <laughs> he got you wins that got you into playoffs, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I just love ragging on Amari Cooper because, you know, he, this is, this is a story. He has half his games where he's, you know, inside the top 10 and the other half where he's outside of it. But that's fantasy football and a lot of players are like that. And, um, let's just put it this way. It will, next year you won't be able to say Dallas Cowboys Amari Cooper. (laughs) Because he probably (laughs) won't be playing for the Cowboys. Uh yeah, uh, hopefully yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully he's with someone. Maybe coming G Man or something. You know the G Man. Uh, yo, but he has to play all his game outdoors except for the one that he gets to go play in Dallas. So he'll get like one good game a year. Dang, I mean he was all right, Oakland, you know, outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> um, T 
T.Y. Hilton, I guess, if people started him. No, nah, I wasn't starting him. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I went against T.Y. Hilton in two leagues, actually. Wow. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. Unless, I mean, unless you had better options. I don't, it was tough to trust him being on the pitch count and them trying to say they wanted to unleash him, but haven't really seen it yet. Yeah. Um, it was actually funny because I dropped him and then my opponent picked him up and started him against me. Mm, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, DJ Shark, and obviously we know the ink high ankle sprain, but two of 18. Um, I had to stare at that one for a while in my lineup. I was upset. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really, you know, Juju, but no one's really starting Juju, right? Like, no one's doing nah. that. Anthony Miller, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Miller, uh, one catch for two yards. <laughs> Yeah, that was tough too for people that may have started him and there's a, a like a flex spot, popular flex. Uh, he definitely didn't come through. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think that's really it at the wide receiver position. All right, man, let's move on to these waivers, man. Uh, it's not a lot. Week 17, if you guys are doing it, more power to you, I guess. Like, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it so hard. Like, I don't even know like what teams are going to be playing this week. Like, so it'd be hard to make decisions, but we got you guys covered. That's why we. That's why we're here. You know, we we got you covered. So Greg, who are we picking up off waivers in week seventeen? Uh, definitely, you know, Baltimore. Those guys, they they sit in the starters. So if you, you know, with the Mark Ingram owner, he wasn't gonna probably play anyway because he got injured with the calf. Um, but yeah, Gus Edwards and uh, Justice Hill. Those guys, you got to go get. Um, we got you know going against. You know, doesn't really matter, but they're gonna have to a matchup where they're gonna. Get by him, see what they could do, um, and then play him as much as possible. Yeah, those those are going to be volume plays right there. Um, you know, going up against Pittsburgh, who has something to play for uh, with trying to, um, you know, make a playoff spot. So definitely those guys. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely add those guys at the running back position. Uh, DeAndre Washington, he's somebody else, right? That should yeah, be definitely. Added. As yeah, well. DeAndre Washington should be there, especially if Josh Jacobs is going to be out for Week 17. Uh, Oakland really wants the game, so they're going to try as much as possible to get him going. But if not, yeah, Washington is very very much capable, uh, especially in PPR leagues. Um, Tyler Higby as well, a guy that uh, you know has been pretty consistent. Um, I know his, his owner percentage is still a little low. So, yeah, go get Tyler Higby. He's probably going to be a top tight end for next week as well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's still available uh, for you in, in, you know, in <clears throat> fantasy leagues. Um, yeah, yeah, I know he's probably somebody that may be owned in most leagues at this point. But uh, if you know if he's still available, then definitely go grab him. Um, you know, st- you know, sticking with the. Um, oh man, there was somebody I had in my. Oh, stick with the running back position. Uh, obviously, Seattle, they're, both their running backs are out for the year. Chris Carson, CJ Procise. So, mm-hmm. Travis Homer, he immediately stepped in as the primary beneficiary of, of the of the absence of these two players. Um, but Marshawn Lynch reportedly is, is expected to be signed, as well as Robert Turbin. So, um, which one of these guys are you trusting in your fantasy championship with the, uh, this week? Um... Based off who's there now, maybe Travis Homer. I would probably try to stay 
away from this, maybe trust the the Baltimore situation uh, a little more or go get uh, DeAndre Washington. Um, but, yeah, it would be a little tough to to trust one single person because they all might get used. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, guys, this is a week where we've talked about this before. Uh, we, you know, we think we joked about it last week or the week prior that, uh, you know, being a, a fantasy football player, you've got to be part investigative, you know, journalist. And so you're going to have to find out. I mean, we'll, we'll be doing it too, but who's, who's expected to play, who's not going to play, um, you know, like, because you could end up finding a guy who's in a, who's in a really nice spot. Like, you know, let's say the Saints don't decide they, they want to sit their players. Um, the Saints have something to play for, right, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, it's seeding purposes. Example. They can still get the number one seed. They can still get the one seed. But, you know, let's say for whatever reason they, you know, they, they didn't have to play. Now the backup running back on the Saints becomes viable because you know they're not going to play Latavius Murray. You know they're not going to play Alvin Kamara. So, um you know, just trying to find those guys that may be in nice spots and may have good matchups, uh, you know, that that could definitely be, be beneficial to you. Um, I guess with the, the land, the way the landscape is looking, what quarterbacks are you looking to um, to potentially play or pivot to? You know, Lamar Jackson's not playing. Does that mean you're going to pivot to a to a Robert Griffin III? Nah, man, you already know. I got to go with my man Danny Dimes. Yo. He's going against the Eagles secondary next week. Uh, Danny Dimes is in, you know, for uh, another good spot. It'd be great for him to just end the Eagles season. Uh, they're looking like they're gonna win the division, and then Danny Dimes just ruins it for them. Uh, I believe he should be in a good spot here, um, as as well as you know, Fitzpatrick. Uh, just you know, in a good spot. Probably you know, if he's uh, still a, a guy, a team that's gonna you know fight down the stretch. Uh, those teams that you know are gonna. Play hard uh, all the way to the to zeros. That's what you need with week 17. Yeah, I mean, another guy that may be on the radar, a quarterback, I mean, we'll have, could have this, you know, more information on it later in the week. Could be Sam Darnold. Um, he's going on the road against Buffalo, a Buffalo team that has nothing to play for. It seems like they might be sitting their starters. So you get Sam Darnold for four quarters against um, a backup defense. Uh, you know, I think that you could be in, in – in play for some good production there so um but you know maybe you might not have to go there but you know something to think about for sure mm-hmm. um yeah i mean like again this is this is going to be this is going to be about you know the information that we're able to gather the um you know the all the, the you know the stuff that we're able to read up on and pay attention to so gonna have to be able to be in tune with that stuff but um, that's why we don't play week 17. That's it. Just got an easier yeah, solution nah. for you guys. It shouldn't just don't, be even a thing. Just don't even play it, right? Like, you could probably feel our energy. Like, we, we don't know what waiver guys that we should really be targeting. I mean, we kind of know, but like, no, I'm just kidding. Of course we know, but uh, we're not coming with that same enthusiasm as we would because we already won a chip. We've already ex- uh-huh. we've already expended all that energy winning, winning the championships. Give me this money. Hell Yeah. Um, no, all right, man. But seriously, guys, if you won the chip already and, you know, maybe you're playing in your week 17 family league for fun, then yeah, more power to you. Um, maybe you're just, maybe the home league is the week 17 league. More power to you. Go get the chip either way. Hey, but if you already got the chip, congrats to you. Appreciate you guys for listening to us and, you know, taking our advice. Uh, hopefully you took most of it. Um, 
But yeah, uh, got to this point, you were able to win a chip, maybe more than one chip. Um, but if you, that was great, then, you know, definitely happy to be able to do that for you. And if you could just leave us a rate review, I know we always ask, I always say it, but if you could do that, it really helps us out. Um, and allow us to be able to potentially grow this show into, into something, uh, bigger and better. So, um, if you like what we're doing, then go ahead and leave us that review, leave us, uh, that rating, uh, and continue to win these chips and, um, you know, stay locked in with us and we'll continue to help you out as best we can. And uh, as always, we are out. We out. Merry Christmas, y'all.